I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening and welcome to night four of the World Grand Prix, um, 2023 World Grand Prix Fallout Bar Show. Um, what a night we've had. We've had uh, a shot, some some of great finishes near perfection, and we've ha- also had probably the best results come out of the Northeast this week with Freestyle Stalby beating MVG. And as I say that, Dan Simpson, welcome to the show, mate. Wow, what a week for Northeast Sport, mate. And it's only just getting started. It's only it's it's only Thursday. We've still got we've still got the rest of the week to go. Uh, yeah, what what a week. I think definitely without a shadow of a doubt, the best night of darts action we've had so far in the tournament. Um the I think I really felt today that, that tonight was when the Grand Prix got properly up and running, um, big performances. There wasn't a bad game amongst them. Every, every game was had something um, really entertaining, really entertaining, very watchable tonight. Really impressed. Yeah, just shared a few links on socials. Just dropping quickly to the chat room to Rinda, Missy Mad, and Malati, Jay, Joe, Nels are in nice and early. Um, and let's. Let's get underway. As you said, there's a lot of talking points to come out of tonight. Um, and this storyline doesn't seem fair to say. Luke Humphreys free, Luke Woodhouse zero. And when I say it's not fair to say, every set went through to. Every set, Luke Woodhouse was leading 2-1. But every set, Luke Humphreys found a way down. Yeah, it's... Um... So you're you're dead right in that three three nil is a very flattering scoreline compared to the game that that we saw. Um, Luke Woodhouse did did very little wrong. I think you know we spoke a little bit about him earlier in the week. He was you know the lowest ranked player in the tournament. He was the last player to qualify by the skin of his teeth with his 
with the last darts that, that he could have qualified with. Um, he put in a really good performance tonight. You know, he averaged very well. He got in and out well. Um, and as I say, 3-0 doesn't really reflect the the, the quality of, of the game that we actually saw. Um, I mean, Luke, take nothing away from Luke Humphreys. He, he, he won the game. You know, set play is a very, very funny thing. Um, and, and I don't think, and, I, and I've said it a couple of times, that I, I don't think set play particularly suits Luke Humphreys as well as a straight leg match play game format does, but it, it did in tonight's game. You know, he was just able to keep edging, you know, taking his chances when he got them at the right times, winning the right legs, and 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 it's a really good result for that Luke and, it, and it, for Humphreys. And he, he'll definitely feel like he's been in a game. We didn't see the best of him tonight. We, we weren't seeing, you know his A game throughout the evening. He's probably going to have to lift that a little bit if he's going to go on and do a bit more in the tournament. But really positive performance coming through that because he did come back from adversity a couple of times, Humphreys. And, and, and yeah, it's, it is a shame for Woodhouse because he played very well. Yeah, as you mentioned, Lawrence Rampire coming into this week, Luke Woodhouse. A lot of positives from this week, obviously, coming through first round. Second round, you take on Luke Humphreys, one of the most informed players in the world right now, it's probably easy to say, probably has been over the past 18 months, two years, if you take it away from TV. Um, but two opportunities in set one for Woodhouse, um, one in lead four, one in lead five of that set. Then he had two more set darts in the third set. Very, very small margins. But is this now the difference in Lou Humphreys that when them opportunities are coming, he's taking them and... Like you said, he does need to improve, but these are probably the names sometimes that he struggles to off the line with on TV. Is this now the the signs of him getting to that level of getting closer to win the TV title? It's just more and more. He's he's just looking more and more comfortable on on a TV stage, isn't he? Even even when he is up against it, and when the odds are stacked against him, you know he doesn't he doesn't panic. He didn't panic tonight. He didn't you know he dug in went about his business. It was it was a very professional performance against a very game competitor. Let's hear from the man himself. A little clip from Luton Fruits. Yeah, I did. I, I you know, everyone knows I get frustrated myself. I, I really did feel frustrated properly. You know, sometimes I everyone sees I get a little bit frustrated and that, but that's you know, I don't let that affect my performance. But yeah, tonight maybe I, I was very frustrated because I could not get anything going. Um, and people don't understand sometimes when you know what you can do and it's physically not coming out, it's it's quite hard and it's hard to deal with. And you know, I'm used to being a heavy scorer and you know, I put people under pressure and you know, tonight I really couldn't find them travels. So yeah, maybe I was too hard on myself and maybe that was why I carried on the 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 you know, not scoring very well. The first, we can all you know, I could have accepted a bad first set, but maybe sometimes I get I'm too hard on myself. Um, but you know, you don't I'm world number five, you don't get there if you you know if I'm too hard on myself, you have to be. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just one of them things. The greats of the game always say it's not what you do with your A game, it's what you do when you're not playing at your yeah. best. And the fact that you can, I can guarantee you, I will walk away from this sport one day being a major champion. That, that isn't that is no question. Um, but it might not happen this year, it might happen next year, it might happen in five years, but it will happen one day. I just know it. <laughs> he doesn't lack confidence, does he, Luke Humphreys? No, he doesn't. He's not afraid to set out his stall, is he? And I have no real issue with that. I think that's um, the thing. Is is he? You know, <clears throat> whilst he is yet to win, you know, something massive on the TV, 
he it, it very much looks like a when rather than an if, doesn't it? You know, we know he's got loads of potential. We know he's in that in that top bracket of the of the order of merit. We know he's in with a shot at the Premier League this year. He could end up with a shot at the Premier League just on the basis of being in the top four by by the time we get to you know January, February next March next year. Um, but it definitely feels like when rather than if with with Luke Humphreys. Yeah, don't disagree. And it's always a positive when you hear a Luke Humphreys interview and he doesn't mention the Premier League. I haven't listened to the fallout, so he might have done at some point. Good but he did Phil's done there. Anyway, we'll move on to game number two. And Dan, we wasn't on last night's show. Obviously, you was uh, supporting Newcastle, but we had um, the show last night that we wasn't on. But I know that if I would have predicted Ryan Searle and Peter Wright resort last night, I wouldn't have done with Peter Wright to win in that manner. Uh, I'm fairly certain I've been on these with you numerous times that you wouldn't have done that way. But what finishing from Peter Wright, and I don't just mean the big X that we had, but throughout the day, he looked very, very comfortable. He, he, he did. And, and you know, we, we spoke a, a little bit about, well, we spoke loads about Peter, haven't we? That over the last year, we spoke extensively in every way you possibly could analyse what was going on with this game. But there were so many positives that I took from, from Ben. I mean, the, the, the combination finishing was, was absolute box office. And that really was what established Peter Wright as a, as a fan favourite, you know, three, four years ago when everybody in the arena was, was cheering on Peter Wright. It was because of those box, you know, that the, the one, six, seven, bang, 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 everything absolutely perfect. But then, there was just, there was times in that game where he, he just, he played the game. And I know that Peter Wright does, he he, he does flourish in, in, in set play as well. You know, we've seen him at the World Championships and set play is something. That last set of the match where Peter Wright won three, he won the set 3-0. Ryan Searle didn't get a doubt at a double. It is very, very, very rare that a player with the scoring capability of Ryan Searle gets through an entire set without throwing a dart at a double. And Peter Wright just put his foot down. He, he'd, managed, he'd kept Ryan at bay and then just in that in that fourth set managed to just steam ahead. And, and as everything was almost, you know, almost perfect in, the, in that last leg, sorry, the last set of the match. Really impressive stuff. Um... Just yeah, it was there was a lot of sort of vintage Peter Wright on display tonight, and if he can carry that through, you know we saw a great performance from him in the first one. He played well against Gabe Clemens, and he's now put together two, you know, two good performances. And I'm I'm really excited about seeing a quarter final between Luke Humphreys and the Peter Wright we saw tonight. You know, if Peter Wright can carry the same form and the same approach and level that he hit tonight, then that is going to be an absolute belter of a match between Peter Wright and Luke Humphreys in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. We will speak more about Peter Wright, but I want to speak more about him once we've listened to the clip because it is a very, very interesting clip. But before we do, is this another missed opportunity from Ryan Searle? And before you answer that, Dan, there's a reason I say that is we saw an outstanding performance from him at the match play, and then he, he dropped out at the quarterfinals. 
We've seen now the draw of we've seen him beating Damon Hetter, and Damon Hetter's had a very good year this year, but Ryan Salton through that one. Tommen up then's then out of sorts, Peter Wright. And then would have had Luton Frizu, we've all spoken about not yet to win that TV title. Is this now is the question marks around that Ryan Soldame on TV? Because he's playing very well, especially the year he's having with Ari Anderson Pratin. We are seeing some great performances, but it just don't, don't seem to be getting much closer. No, and the interesting thing is some of the bigger matches that some of the bigger matches that he seems to have had on television, unfortunately, is he keeps getting beat by Peter Wright. It's almost like Peter Wright is his is his bogeyman. Like thinking about like last year's last year's World Championships or 2022 World Championships, I think he was beat fourth round by Peter Wright. Players Championship Finals, Ryan had an amazing run in my head to get to the final, was beaten by Peter Wright. It 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 does seem like Peter Wright is his is his bogeyman when it comes to, to big matches on the television. Um I, I'm not so sure. If I if I'm honest, I don't think and I know I've said the same about Luke Woodhouse, I don't think Ryan did a great deal wrong tonight. Um, you know, he he played all right. His scoring fell off a bit in that last leg, but uh, you can almost analyze that just as easy by saying that in the fourth set, Peter Wright averaged a hundred in a double in, double out game. So it, it's it is difficult to knuckle down and say, well, how much of that was Peter Wright being very, very, very good? And how much was it Ryan not really playing, you know, the, the way that he can? Um, I don't take too much um, of a negative from that. But he's got a big, big few months ahead of him, Ryan Searle. You know, European Championships are coming up, Grand Slam. Uh, the Players' Championship Finals is going to be big because he's defending a lot. He's defending a final this year. Um, so he's defending the biggest chunk of his of his ranking money. He's defending those players' championship finals. So, really important few months, I think, for, for Ryan. Yeah, don't disagree with you there. As I said, we will come back and speak about Peter, right? But let's hear it from him first before we do. You've been a fan's favourite for many years. Were you surprised with the reception you got I here? I was getting booed and yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I've got them on my side in the end. That's, that's all I count. Uh, no, I, I, no. Uh, as long as the fans are enjoying themselves, you know, I don't care. I'm up there to try and win, and uh, that, that's all. Maybe. Yeah, as soon as you start winning tournaments and getting better, the, you know, they turn to uh, uh, turn against you. They start not not being on your side. Uh, they like the like like the outsider to win, you know. So it's uh, you know, if, yeah, uh, you know, that's what it goes. And now Michael come back. Oh, you still losing my dad? I said. Yeah, I told you, you need your dart sales up. <laughs> but no, no, yeah, I just like the balance of them. Uh, and, you know, if, if I've, I've got to use them and uh, until obviously Red Dragon sort me out, what, you know, something similar, that's fine. I know my old elements, is it the elements? Yeah. And the gold ones, they're very similar, but they're a little bit too long, a little bit thinner. And so, you know, so hopefully we're working on something. If not, I'll just use Michaels and win tournaments with him. Is Peter right then comfortable with a set of darts, Dan? <laughs> I love the last about the last three seconds of that, where he, <laughs> he talked for ages about getting some new darts and getting them developed and this, that, and the other. And then just the last three seconds, he just shrugged it off and went, oh, I could just keep using Michaels and win tournaments. <laughs> 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 He's absolutely that, brilliant. 
That wasn't the reason why I left the clip before we come back to Peter. But around the first part of that clip, he's talking about the fans not on his not on his side, or um, Phil alluded to it in the questioning about the booing. We've seen it a little bit in the Premier League. We've seen it a few weeks in the Premier League, but I can't remember. Apart from when you're looking at Euro tours and you're coming up against the home favourites, I can't remember that sort of reaction during a game for Peter Wright for before he was world champion, maybe. But I'm since that time, sure I, I can't think... remember that. And it for me it is very surprising. And why do you why do you think that might be? Because for me, I'm struggling to find out why. I, I, I just think, and I sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier, I think it's because we haven't seen a lot of the things that everybody enjoys seeing from Peter Wright. And 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 as much as the entrance is good and all you know and the, and the style and everything else is great, people love to see him doing what he did tonight, you know, playing exceptional darts, taking out massive three dart combination finishes, um, and winning games in and entertaining with his darts. And and he hasn't done a lot of that in the last two years. He hasn't done a great deal of it at all. Um, you know, I think I think the um, I, th- I think a lot of it is just that. I mean, I, I don't know whether that would force someone to boo, but I do think that's why the 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 love that was there, if you like, has sort of fall, fallen away a, a little bit. Um, but I but I I don't want I don't want to. Called darts fans fickle. Well, I will sod it. They're quite fickle, some of them. Certainly, the <laughs> some of them are. Um, and I don't think it'll take a great deal for somebody like Peter Wright to to get the crowd back on side. Um, especially, it depends. The other thing as well is it it will sometimes like. And I know you say you know Euro Tour against a home favorite. It will depend on who he plays. Um, you know, if he gets if he gets a semi final against Chris Doby, I hope he's roundly booed out of the building. I hope every dart he throws is met with boos and hisses. But um, but no, I don't think it'll take much. You're better than that. Sure. You're better than that. I know I am. But I think by the time <laughs> we get to the World Championships, I think um, you know, if he carries on on the on the on the footing he seems to be on at the moment, then I don't think that'll be too much of a a lasting issue. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And what a quarter final that has set up. With Lou Humphreys, I'm very, very interested to see Dan your thoughts and the chat room's thoughts on where that will go when we come to predictions later on, because there is a lot riding on what Peter Wright turns up in that day, not that's probably it. what Lou Humphreys yeah. turns up, and that's the decision. So it'll be interesting to see your thoughts and everyone else on where that will go. But we'll save that for later on. We'll continue with the night's play, and for me, the best aim of the 2023 World Grand Prix of darts we have seen so far, Michael Van Derwin two, Chris Dolby three, Dan taught to me because oh, this was mate. mental from leg leg one, the start of Dolby, the brilliance of MVG, and then just the mix of everything in between. I mean it literally it 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 genuine and I know it's an overused phrase this and I use it quite a lot. But it really did have everything. The only thing it missed, the only thing it missed, was one of those nine darters coming off. And then it would have truly had absolutely everything. It was like, and, you know, and I know I, have, I approach it as a big Chris Dolby fan, but I think anyone, regardless of who you support and what, you know, where, you, where your allegiance lies, 
you've just got to appreciate that was such an entertaining game. You know, we didn't see, we haven't seen record-breaking averages. We haven't seen, you know, checkout statistics that really rival anything in the top half of what we've seen in, in this tournament. Um, we just saw a real battle, like a real dug in the trenches battle between the two of them. And yeah, I think when when Dolby won that first set, I was jumping off the sofa and when MVG levelled it up, certainly the manner in at which he levelled it up and when he, you know, twice, set two and set three, we saw eight darts deep into the perfect leg. And I just, I thought, Ah, oh, here he comes! Like here he comes, and I thought one of the probably the worst thing Chris Dolby could have done was win that opening set. And I thought, oh, he's he's got him angry now, and he's and he's got him angry, and then he's got a break. He's come back from the break, and he's ready to go. And I, and I thought MVG was going to come with an absolute whirlwind, and to a degree that he did, but Dolby was just he just was able to to weather the storm, um, you know, he, and and certainly. To take the deciding, to take the deciding set three nil, um, without Michael Van Gerwen getting a dart at door. You know, we talked about that about Ryan Serla. I alluded to in the last one, but in that deciding set, in that fifth set, Michael Van Gerwen didn't get a dart at a double, and Chris Dobie went three out of five. It was just when he needed it and when it had to come. The one five six for the match was sublime because, and I think what makes the one five six all the more impressive is Chris's last visit. He did a sixty. Michael Van Gerwen had come back, pinged a one forty to take himself down to fifty six. So Michael was sat on fifty six on a two dart finish, and for Chris to take out one five six with that, knowing that was his chance, having. Had Michael Van Gerwen already missed a match dart on the ball, Michael Van Gerwen's relationship with the ball was a very interesting <laughs> one tonight. I think I counted six misses on the ball when he'd gone for the ball, and and I think there was an there was a there was a moment in that game where he, I mean, he could have had a match dart that was a a lot easier than him trying to go for ninety via the ball. Um, it uh, for me, it was a bonkers way to go, and I think if he hadn't missed five bulls before that, there's no way he does it. So, yeah, I'm it was bonkers. You are 90, you go for bull first start. There's so much that can happen with that first one. Um, still, for if you hit 25, you'd think the professionals do it 25 or bull the majority of the time, so you are going to get an out shot. But so much more can happen. You get more bounce outs on the ball and 25 segment. You can miss the outside and need a treble. Um, the standard route is obviously to the, to the 20s. Um, but for me, I found it very strange. But also knowing that even going that route, from what you're saying, obviously because of the balls he'd missed early on, that's why he went that way. But even more so, you've still got a chance of still having that ball as your final dart. So I don't know what your benefit from going that way because you to block it and make it even worse. Yeah, well, yes, this, this is it. And, you know, and then you, you know, 15 crazy. bull, like, what? I, like, yeah. I couldn't, yeah, and, the, you know, 15 back to the bull again. But, and I think he's, I think he's, he's gone that route because of what's happened earlier in the match. And he's let the emotion of the, you know, the two eight dart, you know, eight perfect darts and the other couple of bulls that he missed, 
has has potentially took a match winning opportunity away from him there. Um, but Chris Dobie didn't respect that too much, and just as I say, in that in that fifth and final set was just sublime. As I say, three 0 win without letting MVG get a dart at a double with the one five six to check out with your opponent on fifty six. Just absolutely top top stuff. Best game of the tournament so far. Michael Van Gerwen didn't have a stinker. He didn't have a bad game. He played some amazing darts during that. It was up and down. Um, you know, Chris Doby was very consistent throughout the entire game and every now and again lifted the level a little bit. Michael Van Gerwen was was peaks and troughs. I think you know, there was a few legs where he took nine darts to get in. Um, you know, the scoring was some, often amazing, but then it fell away a little bit and we saw it was a lot of inconsistency from MVG. Yeah, just just on that, while we're talking about Michael, the we, we need to talk about him in more detail because to, to throw eight perfect, he's fantastic. To throw eight perfect twice, yes, the first attempt was close. The second attempt was was a bit of a pull, and I think it's plain in his mind that he's done it before. But not just that, the amount of times he started off one sixty down in the day, oh, the one eighty, the one eighty team was there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They were sitting there. Dolby had to find moments of brilliance, and he did that perfectly at the end with that one five six. But for me, there's still, and I know Michael doesn't see it that way, but there's a lot of positives to take out of the manner of his performance coming into the back end of this year. Oh, absolutely, and that's it. Like Michael didn't play, but there was he just he just couldn't find a consistent level. And sometimes he'd be better served, you know, not not having those peaks and troughs, and just maybe not reaching that peak, but finding a level that he maintains throughout throughout the match, um, because it it was a bit up, it was up and down. Certainly, it's certainly getting in, um, and some of his scoring just just fell away at, at the wrong moment. And Toby was he, he was just there all the time because he was so consistent. That whenever MVG did have a bit of a slip and had a bad visit or couldn't get in, then Doby would break him or Doby would take it away and he would and he would get that opportunity because he was just so consistent. Just last one last point question on this one, Dan, really. Uh, and it's Dobby about Chris Dobby. Set for it looked like, and there's been question marks. There's a lot of people who have told him a bottler before. It's not something, especially on TV. When he missed opportunities there. But then to find the way to get through 
and win that final set and 3-0, taking out the 1-5-6. One, does that keep all them people quiet? And secondly, does the win at the Masters, the Premier League experience, all that now, the, the fact he's beating MVG, I think that's his fourth time, maybe fifth time this year on TV, does all that together just show how much Chris Dolby's grown in 2023? Oh, like without a doubt, I think um, he's, he's like his mindset and his approach is is absolutely miles away from where it was, you know, two three years ago. Um, I think the Premier League's are in the absolute world of good and playing. There, you know, we've seen it have a, a you know arguably a negative effect on people, but playing the very best players in the world week in week out in big arenas. He, he it almost makes you know it then so I think feels that you know playing Michael Van Gerwen in a slightly smaller arena on a short format is is it's comfortable for him it's not unusual yeah. you know for a time Chris Dober you know you go back two or three years playing Michael Van Gerwen on the TV over a relatively short format in a big arena was like it was a big thing for Chris you know it was something he was out of his comfort zone and have a lot. Like he's done that, however many times this year, you know, in the in the last six months he's done it, you know, ten times, however many times he's done it, it's not unusual. So, and I think some of it is that he's the Premier League sharpens players up an awful lot if if they're the sort of player that can, in order to get off quickly in terms of their like their scoring and working, they don't have to play their way into a game. Because they're used to playing in this environment against these top players over a first to six, over a short format. So then you put them in, you know, a best of two sets we saw early in the week, best of three sets tonight. And we know that that, you know, it, it's it's a short issue. I know I appreciate that now we've moved further in the tournament, it's a bit longer. But I just think he's he's well-practiced at the minute in, in being on TV against the best in the world over a number of different formats. And I think there's no substitute for for experience and repetition and, and to become comfortable with something. And if you have tuned into this show, because you'd love to hear the accent of a Geordie, we are going to move on to the second Geordie of the night and hear a little clip from Chris Delby, who has had a fantastic, I was going to say 24 hours, but let's do 48 hours and include his first round winner then to be Dimitri into that. So let's yeah, hear from Chris Delby now. Yeah, 100%. Um, after I told people back home, all my friends, family, I said, once I get that first win, There'll be a lot more to come, and I think um, that's shown. Um, I'm a better player now. Um, I've matured a lot, and I've grown into a, a better player all around. So, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot from getting that first win and took it into look where I am now. Did you used to fear playing him or worry of playing him because of the record, and has that now changed? Yeah, 100%. I used to go in thinking, oh, I have, I've never beaten him yet. And, even in mid games, I, I could be. Five, I think I was five two up on, on a pro tour one day and lost six five. And you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. But then all of a sudden, you start thinking when he's coming back, you think, oh, I'm not going to win, and end up losing. And once I've, I've just grown all around as a, a, a good dart player, and then just everything about my game now is, I've matured, and yeah, I'm, I'm a homegrown. Playing, yeah, well, that's it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not scared of them anymore. Um, I'd, I'd rather play them every time. Um, they, they bring the best out of me, and I think I do the same because I never give up. I'm, I'm one of the lads who, who just 
wants to play. I don't play mind games. I just want to get on with the game, get off the stage. And I think a lot of people are the same that they enjoy playing me for that reason. But uh, yeah, I'm just happy with my overall game. I guarantee when you move on to YouTube after you've watched the show, that Chris Dobin does talk about the Champions League. I guarantee that, Dan. So when couldn't you're resist, on, he couldn't that, resist with Polly, could he, straight after the match? That will be in there. But he talks there about just getting on with his game and just playing a game of darts. No, no mind games, nothing like that, just playing. That leads us on perfectly to who he's going to face tomorrow night in Joe Cullen, who defeated Ross Smith in a fantastic game of darts that, Dan, someone messaged me quite early oh, on. It's going to be 3-0 and we will be on the show very, very shortly. Well, to but, my credit... Oh God, Ross Smith put up a right fight. To my credit, at the time I sent that message, Joe Cullen was one set up and he was 2-0 up in the second set. And he was playing some absolutely amazing darts. And Ross Smith couldn't buy a score. And then all of a sudden, Ross Smith woke up and, and decided that we'd have a darts match instead. And, and it wasn't just him holding the door open for Joe Cullen to walk into the quarterfinals. And he starts pinging 180s left, right and centre. And, and then... Uh, all and it looked sorry, they, they leveled up at one all, and at that point I thought, and I, exactly how you said, I've completely jinxed it there, thinking it's a straight three niller, and and I now thought we're going all the way, and all the way through that game I kept thinking we're going all, even though Joe was playing ama- amazingly well. Um, is as as strange as it is, which is very rare to say for for Ross Smith, especially somebody who's put nine 180s in, in a match. I do feel that it was his, it was his scoring that let him down in, in that game. Um, too many, whilst he did hit, you know, plenty of big scores, you know, nine 180s, 17 140s, 29 visits over 100. He, he did throw very well, but he, he threw a lot of loose starts, an awful lot of, there was a lot of 41s, um, you know, searching around for a score, you're not finding a treble, going, you know, 20, 19, 18, looking for something. And and he just couldn't, you know, his doubling, he was, he was like over 50% Ross Smith on his doubling. His doubling was absolutely superb. But, yeah, but he was, what I would say, that, that, that percentage tells a story from an out. What it doesn't tell you is a story from an in because the percentage was so much better for Joe on the way in and for me that that was that was crucial that Joe's double 16 hitting tonight was was very good and if it wasn't he looked like he was someone with a plan and that plan was let's switch to 18s let's then switch to 14s it's it's not someone I'd ever tell it's not something I'd tell anyone to do to go around a board like that and move in so many directions but Joe Tullen's got a plan and right now that plan He's coming to fruition because we know his storing game is ridiculous. We know he's one of the best um, at storing 180s, 140s. And when he's in that rhythm, there's not much stopping Jotel. And if he can find the doubles, which he did in this game, that, that set is probably a perfect example. We should have done all the way. Ross Smith was tuning Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% should have done all the way. But Jotel, in himself, I think tonight, 
was thinking, I'm winning this game. Yeah, if you do all the way, if it's in it, yeah, it this game is won by me. He put in his best ever performance at the World Grand Prix. And for me, again, we are set up for the, the bottom half, those quarterfinals tomorrow night, the last two games tomorrow night, are set up perfectly because Joe Cullen facing Chris Dolby with both of them in the form that they've produced tonight. If we see them both um, produce that tomorrow night, I have absolutely no idea how that game to go, Dan, because... They were both outstanding. Yeah, really, really good, really good performances from both of them tonight. And and again, uh, in in a, it, it, it for me it's undoubtedly the pick of the quarterfinals. Um, and I know we've talked about Peter Wright and and um, Luke Humphreys being a been a good a good potential game, but that that's got to be the pick based on the the performance of both players tonight. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think there's there's a a dame, a very, very good A dame in Dolby and Cullen, and there's also a good B dame in both of them. The difference is, I guess, with Humphries and Peter Wright, I'm not convinced they have that same level of B dame. So, that, yeah, definitely. That, that, I think dame, that dame has the potential to drop where I think Dolby and Cullen will have drama, will have a very good performance from both tomorrow. But let's hear from the last person to put him, himself into the quarterfinals. And that is Joe Cullen. Um, but no, no, he, he has it. You know, he's. I've seen a couple of interviews with, with yourself and, and other players saying that he's the man to beat. But um, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't rather play Chris. You know, because I would. Um, he's not a good, not as good a player as Michael Van Gerwen. I think Chris will admit that, and and, and I think a lot of people would. So, um, but Chris, Chris is a fantastic player and an even better lad. You know, as you know yourself. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be looking forward to it. and I'll be up for it. Obviously, I know you said you'd rather play. Chris, but now does your thought process change because Michael's out as well? Is the tournament like wide open and do you believe you can win it even more perhaps? No, no, I, I think maybe maybe slightly it would if it was a normal competition, but I've always said double start is a massive thing. If you can get away, you know, your first two darts especially, it's it, it, it's a massive, massive level and um, I think Michael struggled tonight, you know, obviously he missed both twice for a nine darter and ended up losing the game. And I think I don't think his average was too great either, which, which suggests that he struggled to get off, which is a it's a massive, massive thing. It's, it's it's all about getting off, no matter who you play. Uh, no, I don't think the approach changes. I think you think your mindset changes slightly. Uh, in but I think it would it would it would maybe change slightly if if they played after I played. You know, I, I obviously knew before I went on stage that that Chris was waiting, the winner of me and Ross. So. Um, yeah, it's one of those. Chris is uh, a fantastic player. He's had a great year so far. He's been a lot similar to myself last year, so it should be a great game because he's a great lad. As always, a very well-spoken interview from Joe Tullin. Very honest. Very honest on stage with Wayne. Very honest afterwards to say that he, he much preferred playing for his spot. Totally agree that the professional nature of Joe Tullin's performance was that he knew he was playing for us before he went on. To his day, yeah. it wasn't. Oh, yeah. It wasn't if it's a surprise now. He knew that was the case, and for me, that that shows when we've seen before players have dipped because of the thought. Not only have I got a easier tie now, that actually I think doing win this title. Joel Tullum was so professional tonight, and as I said, he's doubling both in and out. His scoring was very good. Seventeen one eighties in that game. Yes, talked about Ross Smith eighty nine, but Joel Tullum is eight himself, and when he's in that rhythm. He's certainly one to watch. We will move on to tomorrow night's play, Dan. And we start off just looking. I did make the note of the order of play before we come on. Derwin Price against Martin Schindler. Can you see a surprise in this one? Or do you think Derwin Price gets the win? 
Um, <clears throat> we've heard a lot from Martin Schindler this week. And to be fair, he's backed it up. Like he's, he's he, we've heard lots from him in lots of interviews. And he's backed everything up so far. But, but, but he's the but. <laughs> but. But I think this is just where the wall falls down. I think I think it's just um, it's just a bridge too far. I think um, um, Gezi Price wins three three one. Three one. People in the chat room, let's get involved as well with some predictions um, as well. I'm. I don't want to be boring here, but I do think Desi beats him 2-0. Um, the fact it's on first, I think my, my inferior album last time sort of build up to it, but actually I just can't see anything other than Derwin Price, especially how good he's at eating tops. Yeah. I can see it being quite a convincing win. Um, Schindler has that has got a day. I do agree that he has got a day, and we've seen that this week. But we talked about the opportunity arising for your likes of Tull and Dolby, that sort of it with MVG being out. I think that also makes Derwin Price even more likely if I want to get myself into that final because who I'm playing in the final now isn't Michael and I'm going to be favourite if I can get into that stage. So I think Derwin Price eases into the semi-finals with a 3-0 win, as does Matthew in the chat room. We then move on to the tournament world champion, Taking on the current Utah Open champion, Michael Smith taking on Andrew Dilding in a game that I didn't see Andrew Dilding that into this stage, especially with the run that he had. But can he get past the world champion, Dan? Well, so far in this part of the bracket, I've predicted Callan Rids to beat Michael Smith. And I was made to look a fool. And I predicted Brendan Dolan to beat Michael Smith. And I was made to look a fool. And I'll be buggered if I'm not going to have a hat trick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am I am going to do it. And I am going to predict that Andrew Gildin beats Michael Smith 3-2. My biggest surprise there is I knew you used to have for Andrew Gildin. My biggest <laughs> surprise, surprise there is... I think if we'd get to that stage, I would then be fancying Bully Boy. So I thought you'd go a little bit more convincing and then it would go that way. So my biggest surprise there was free to knowing that you've done for building earlier on, just on the early day. Daz has done for a shot in Schindler beating Derwin Price free to. On the Smith game, I think Smith wins. I think Smith wins two. 3-1 but I and Daz has just put that in as well but I don't see it being a convincing 3-1 as we've seen with Sunday tonight we've not had the most convincing 3-0 I think these, the, it could be a Lundheim it could be a lot of leads 3-2 it could even see Andrew Dilden going one nil up but I think Michael Smith finds a way to dead himself into the semi-final um, and follow up what has been two very good performances, and he goes on to beat Andrew Dildon and sets up a, a mouth-watering tie with Derwin Price. But and even more so if it means you then the hat trick, Dan, it'd be a perfect week. Yeah, for you on that front. So someone's yeah. got to look a fool, haven't they? Michael Smith and Derwin Price 
to meet in the semi-final for me. And then moving on to semi-final number three, it is the two-time world champion, Peter Wright, taking on the guy who's won that many Euro tours, I forgot the number, but yet to win a TV title, Lou Humphreys. Where are you going with this one, mate? Well, for, for one reason and one reason alone, because Peter Wright played amazing tonight and didn't change his darts. And I'm really convinced that when he turns up tomorrow, he's got the same set of darts in his hand. Like, I think he's going to start the game tomorrow with those MVG darts in his hand, and that's what he's going to play with. And for that reason, I will go 3-2 Peter Wright. If he turns up with something else, and he turns up with, like, somehow set of modified Phil Taylor balloon things, then I might, I wanna, I might want to rethink that. But I'll go with a... a I, I just think he, he might carry some of that form through. He's really good in his first two games. If he turns up with those same set of darts again tomorrow, I think Peter Wright does him 3-2. Big game player, good set player. He's really clicking with those big checkouts. He's going to need those big checkouts because Luke will have him under pressure. Like He will be under pressure tomorrow and he's going to need to take out those big three-dart combinations. But if he's in the mindset and he's in the, the form where it's happening, then I think Peter wins. So I'm just looking at the numbers and I don't normally delve into the numbers too much. Both players have dropped their average from first round to second round by two points. However, Peter Wright has done from 89 to 87. Lou Thumbridge has done from 86 to 84, which seems to show that Peter Wright is playing better. Them averages, I guess, are down to a lot to Peter Wright's finishing tonight because it was very, very good and he's doubling in. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm struggling with this game. I'm, I'm going to be watching this tomorrow with Dob. I, we're heading up to Nubra for the weekend for the seniors. Oh, look at you. And I feel like whatever result I give you now, I will change my mind once on my way up and probably about five times yeah. while the game's playing. But right now, I'm going to just edge with Luton on Friss. Ah, good for I enough. think he's just going to... I think there's there's just something there at the moment. And the fact he's done through tonight 3-0 and not played well at all... And he's annoyed with himself. I think he puts in his best performance of the tournament so far and beats Peter Wright 3-1. Um, then it, I think each set we'll look at that will be very close. I don't expect anyone to come through and whitewash anyone at, at any point really during the set, not just... But I think Lou Humphreys comes through that one 3-1 in the chat room. Matthew's done for 3-2 Peter Wright. Daz has done for 3-2 Peter Wright, but with a 9 out on Destiny saying a nine data there. Not sure if the MVG specials today have done to Daz anything that Peter Wright's oh, following up, but anything's course. possible at the Grand Prix. And then final game of the quarterfinals tomorrow night is Chris Dolby taking on Joe Cullen. Dan, I think you can only pick one outcome sitting there in that top. Yeah, I'm going to shock you. You can word, pick yeah. any other way. <laughs> it, 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 it is, and I do. It's not. It's it's head and heart. Like I genuinely believe it. I, I do think, um, and I know you know. Joe was absolutely tremendous tonight. Like he was really, really good. Um, but I am, yeah, I am going with a with a Chris, just a consistent, big scoring, top performance from Chris Dobie tomorrow. Oh, balls to it. Three, 3-1. Uh, I'll give Joe a leg. I'm making I'll, a mistake. I'm sorry, I'll give him a set. I will give him one set. 
I'm making the mistake of being over-prepared and I've been looking at numbers for this. And the fact that Chris Dolby's averaged around the same in both of these and Joe Tullin's averaged better in both games and dot even better today, I'm going to go with... He's playing, he's playing too good for, for me not to back Joe Tullin. I, I have to go with Joe to, to win it. But because it's so good and because we're building it up, you know what? I'm going all the way. I'm going 3 2 and I'm going 3 2 in the decider. And Joe Tullin comes through and wins it. I tell you what, if it is, I'll have even less hair by the end of that match tomorrow. If it's is good, it possible? Uh... Yeah, oh man, I've got a little bit kicking around still, I think. It looks even worse under this light, you see. I'm getting lots of reflection. <laughs> Matthew's done three one to Dolby. Daz is on Dolby, depends on what double he starts on. I just think that game is down to deliver. Where it's down to be big numbers, where it's down to be drama, where it's down to be bid outs. And I think that game just delivers. There is something in how Jotlin and Dolby are playing that that game delivers and I'm Hopefully, I'm not eating my words tomorrow night, but that should be a great game. We've just done past midnight, Dan, in what has been the best session of from pre-playing. You're yawning, which means we must be coming to I am sorry. I've been, no. too, I've been far too many late nights on these it's, this it's week. Been a long, it's been a long too many 24, early mornings 48 for hours for you, Dan. So, very much appreciated for you joining um, me tonight. Thanks very much for everyone in the chat room. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threads, and whatever else they come up with in the meantime. Um, if you want to listen to the four interviews from tonight, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel and you will get the full interviews which have been done by Phil Bars. Um, thanks very much for your continued support. We will be back tomorrow night for quarterfinal Fallout Bar. Dan, that's it from me. Good night. Good night. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.